0: Therein. welcome to following the truth. Today is Friday; it's June the twenty-fifth. And on today's program, we're going to look at the reflection for week two, day five of "Give Up Worry for Good." We're coming toward the end of the second week of this eight-week program. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoy- enjoying it. Now, also on the show today, um, a couple of things from the readings at today's uh, from today's daily mass really got to me, and I think. You know, I, I love when the Holy Spirit works like this, because there were a couple of messages in the in the first reading as well as in the gospel, which really tie in nicely to our daily reflection. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about them a little bit too. But you know what? I am glad you're with me. I'm glad you're able to spend some time with me of, on this program for the next thirty minutes or so. And uh, please. Continue to let your friends know about this Give Up Worry for Good program that we're going through. Even though we're in the second week, it's still not too late. its I'll let you know when it's too late for anybody to join, but it's not too late. All you need to do is direct them to my website, followingthetruth.com. Tell them to click on the banner, get a copy of the book, and then start looking and sign up for my daily email reflections and uh, start listening to the podcast, and then when the book arrives you read the introduction and you pick up wherever you are. And I do a lot of refreshers throughout this eight weeks. So you're going to anybody that joins now or in the next couple of weeks, they're still going to benefit because I'll make sure that we do some repetition. It's necessary. Well, there's only a couple of concepts here, a couple of important concepts, but only a few concepts that are going to be seen throughout the eight weeks. This week, we're focusing on God is all power, the power of God is all powerful, or the power of God. I'll talk more about it after the prayer. So why don't we do this now? Why don't we turn to the all-powerful God? This is the God we're going to read about in the Bible today when we look at some of these readings. This is the God that we will read about, and He is all powerful, and He can handle. Whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, I think that's so critical. I'll share, you, share with you some things that, uh, some little things in my life that, uh, after the prayer I'll talk about, that are, have definitely the potential to disturb my peace. So let's chat about that, okay? Let's first pray to Almighty God who is standing by, who is waiting to hear from us, and let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hello, Father in heaven, it's so great to be with you once again. I know it's always a pleasure for you when your children check in to say hi. I still can't wrap my brain around it, but you know, that's the the mystery. That's the difference between you and me. Sometimes, Father, we look at you and we expect you to act in a human way, but you're not human. You are God. You are almighty God. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. You are all-present. And boy, are we grateful that through Jesus we are able to call you Father. Father, we turn to you with, first of all, with thanksgiving, thanksgiving for all that you have done for us. You have sustained our lives from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time, and for that we are grateful. Father, we turn to you with our needs today, many of which we don't even know. We don't even know what we really need. So we turn to you and we ask you to grant us all of our spiritual and our material needs this day. We lift up our families, our friends, all who have asked for our prayers, all who are suffering in any way today. We pray for those who don't know you. We pray that the, um, the coronavirus can be completely eradicated. You've done such a good job with that, Father. It is really disappearing, and we're so grateful for that. Please continue to remove it and grant relief to anybody who is suffering in any way from the effects of the virus Father, we ask for a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon us today. I I ask for the words that that I should use on this program. Let me know the message that you have for us. And Father, pour out your Spirit on all of us and open up our minds and our hearts so that we can be receptive to the message that you have for us and be willing to act upon it and put it into practice. Father, most powerful, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord. Who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Boy, you know what? When I pray and when I spend time with you talking about the Lord, my problems seem to get a lot smaller. And you know what? That's the secret of this eight-week program that we're going through. More God time, less time focused on our problems. That's going to bring about peace in all of our lives. My name is Gary Zimek. The name of the show is Following the Truth. If you want to find out more about my work or maybe invite me to speak at your parish, head on over to my website, followingthetruth.com. Also want to make you aware that every week I have a weekly podcast in addition to this daily podcast, which focuses on the Sunday Mass readings. That podcast is now available. It's called The Gary Zimak Show, and it is available for this week uh, if you head on over to followingthetruth.com you'll be able to get a link to the podcast and this week I focus on the Sunday mass readings as I do each week. So uh, if you'd like to check that out, I think you'll enjoy it. followingthetruth.com is the place to go there. Um, today we are going to talk about the the meditation for day 5 of our give up worry for good week 2 of our give up worry for good program and essentially this week, the entire week, is spent focusing on the power of God. He's bigger than any problem that you and I could ever face. Now, do we believe that? Well, technically in our heads we believe that. I mean, through faith it's 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 possible to believe that, but when problems start to pop up, when unexpected problems start to pop up, sometimes not so unexpected, they can be very You know, sometimes you anticipate a problem. It's not something that surprises you, but a lot of times they do pop up. You can easily forget about the power of God. My wife and I are dealing with a clothes dryer problem right now. We're going to get we have to get a new uh, dryer. Um, Didn't expect it to break. Didn't expect it to be this expensive. But you know, stuff like this happens, and if we're not careful these things can easily deprive us of our peace if we put all our focus upon it. Now, I'm not saying you don't deal with these problems and they're not going to upset you a little bit. I mean, it's going to happen. It's, it's inconvenient. But what, I, what I've learned, and, and, and again, we've got to deal with these things. We've got to deal with the problems of daily life. They're real. They've got to be solved. What I've learned is turning to God for help and peace and guidance is a really good idea as you' as you're struggling with these issues in in your life. And, and also putting them in perspective. Look, any problem that we face in this life, and understand, I'm somebody who has a documented history as a warrior. So this is not something that has come naturally to me. Any problem that we face in this life is is temporary. It will either be gone in this life or in the next life. And I think that's sometimes, it's not easy, but sometimes we just need to, to frame these problems and realize that if we're lying on our deathbed, car problems as inconvenient as they are, it's not, they're not going to make too much of a difference. And, and I, I know that's hard, but with the Holy Spirit, sometimes you can break through. I shouldn't say sometimes, all the time, you can break through. To a certain extent, maybe not all the way, but realize that, okay, this is a problem. I have to deal with it. But you know what? One day I'm going to be able to live in heaven with the Lord, and I'm not going to have any of these problems. And, you know, this is something that if you work on, on a regular basis, you will find that it gets better. It does get easier. And I would just encourage you as we go through this eight-week program to hang in there, to keep doing it one day at a time with me, and you're going to see a difference in your life how much it really depends. We're all different and you know, once we get through this, there's no reason we can't start it all over again. You might want to pick up the book again at some point in time and and go through it again. What I what I like about of course this is my book. I I should like it, but what I really wanted to include in this in this give up worry for good book is sacred scripture every day. So every day The Lord is speaking to you through the meditations in Give Up Worry for Good. And that's the way I designed it, and I think that's critical. Sometimes you can hear the same verse, same Bible verse, and get a totally different message. That's because the Bible is the living, breathing Word of God. He speaks to us through the Bible. And we can get a different message depending on our circumstances because the conversation that comes through the Bible to us with the Lord. It's a dynamic conversation, and it is based upon different circumstances. So if you are reading um, the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, when he says, ask and you will receive, one day you are maybe looking for a job, and you're reading those words. And they mean one thing. Maybe the next day you are looking for the ability to break free from some habitual sin. Asking you shall receive takes on a different meaning. Because our lives are always changing, and the circumstances of our lives are changing, the message from Him means something different. And through the Holy Spirit's power, the same words, the same printed words, can hit you in a completely different way based on your circumstances and based on what the Lord wants to impress upon you. I have read the same verse many times and gotten completely different meanings out of it. So keep focused on God's Word in sacred scripture. It's really, really important. And that's going to that's gonna really help you. That's going to go a long way in allowing you to experience peace. Okay, so let's look at this this uh, passage today. It comes from the book of Daniel, the book of the prophet Daniel in the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. Let me frame this a little bit and, and and really give you an idea about what's taking place here. We have this king, King Nebuchadnezzar, who is, um, who is mandating that all of his subjects bow down to his golden idol. Now, what we have is the Israelites have been taken captive. They are in, in Babylon at this point. And Nebuchadnezzar, they are they are in their captivity. They've been defeated, taken into captivity. And so they're at the mercy of a foreign king in a foreign land. Nebuchadnezzar said, everybody has to bow down to my golden idol. Well, we've got these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refuse to go along with it. They, they believe solely that they should bow down only to the God of Israel, their God, the one true God. They're not going to bow down to a golden idol. Well, this enrages the king, and he's, he's really furious about that. And he says, if you don't bow down to my idol, to my golden idol, I'm going to throw you in this furnace, and you will be incinerated. And here's what happens at this point so he gives them another chance you know they're refusing to go along with this he says all right guys here's the deal don't you know that i can have you thrown in this furnace and and it's a really good story take a look at daniel chapter three sometimes read sometime read through it and you really get a feel for for what's happening here but essentially they say we don't care we're still not going to do it and here are their words now listen to this this is Daniel. Chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. They say this, When threatened with being thrown in the fire, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Now, I'll tell you what. This is one of the most powerful messages that we can find in all of the Bible because what these guys are saying, and it really it really fits in nicely to what we're talking about this week. They, they say to the king, look, you can threaten us all you want. The God we serve, the one true God, you know, the same God you and me serve, that God, he can save us. He can save us from this furnace. And we believe he will save us. And this is the really cool part. And this is where this thing just gets so powerful. And they say to the king, he can do it. But even if he doesn't, even if he chooses not to, we trust him enough to let to go into the furnace. If he chooses not to stay, save us, we're still going to trust him. We're not going to trust your false idols. Now, you know, for many of us, one of the big struggles when it comes to giving up worry and learning to trust in the Lord is really believing that the Lord can fix our problems. And sometimes we get hung up on, here's the way it needs to be fixed. And I'm not sure the Lord can fix it this way. What we need to believe Going forward, and and I'll I'll just say this. You know, we a couple days ago we looked at the maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember the message of um, the Lord saying, "Is anything too hard for me?" It was yesterday. He talked to the the prophet Jeremiah, and he said, "I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me?" Well, the answer would be no. Nothing is too hard for God, and this is my prayer for you. And, and and let's start by believing this intellectually through faith. God can handle any problem that you are facing. He can fix it. He can fix it. Now, this week is devoted to understanding that God is all-powerful and that there is nothing that can stop his will from taking place. Now, just because he sometimes chooses not to give you exactly what you want doesn't mean that he can't handle it. He can handle it. Whatever it is that you are facing. So I ask you to accept that, to repeat your, you know, repeat it to yourself. We've talked about this on the show. As you pray, say, Father, I know you can do this. I know you can handle this. But then be willing to to accept whatever outcome he decides to send your way. Now, that might be hard. You might struggle with that. We might not be at the level of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faith, especially when it comes to something pretty scary, pretty serious, right? We might not be there yet, but that does not mean that at some point you can't get there. You absolutely can get there. If you you continue to take one day at a time, which is what we're doing, and learn to trust Him a little bit more each day. One of the ways we do that is by asking for what we need and giving Him a chance to work in our lives. But the key for this week is to believe that God can handle anything that we are ever facing that's the key and that's what we're trying to do. Let's talk a little bit more about it and this is why I said the uh, the readings from daily mass were really good for today. Now, the first reading, and you'll see the tie in here. The first reading comes from the book of Genesis. Let's see, do I want to read the whole thing? Let me um let me let me read some of this. I'm not going to read the whole whole the whole um, first reading, but I want to read some of it. This has to do with Abram being promised by God that he will have many descendants. But as time went on, this started when Abraham, previously known as Abram, was 75 years old. And that the promise is made to him when he's elderly, but now in this, at this point in the reading, he's, he's 99 and he still doesn't have a child. You know how hard that is to believe. Now listen to listen to what happens, and I want you to, um, I, I want you to focus on one question that really got me today. So this is Genesis chapter seventeen, beginning in verse one. When Abram was ninety nine years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, "I am God, the Almighty. God Almighty, powerful, right? Walk in my presence and be blam- and be blameless." God also said to Abraham, note the name change here, On your part, you and your descendants after you must keep my covenant throughout the ages. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you that you must keep. Every male among you should shall be circumcised. circumcised. So what the Lord is saying is that this covenant he is establishing with Abraham God's got certain things that he he has promised and he will fulfill, and he has certain expectations from his people. God further said to Abraham, who, remember, is 99 years old, As for your wife, Sarai, do not call her Sarai. Her name shall be Sarah. Here's another name change. I will bless her, and I will give you a son by her. Him also will I bless. He shall give rise to nations, and rulers of peoples shall issue from him. Listen to this part. Abraham prostrated, him, prostrated himself and laughed as he said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Or can Sarah give birth at 90? Let me tell you this. I'm going to cut it here. The answer to both of those questions as we read on in the book of Genesis is Yes. Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Yep. Can Sarah give birth at ninety? You better believe it. So here we have somebody who is struggling, and the cool thing about Abraham is he had a, he had the faith enough to leave his homeland when God said, "Abraham, come with me. I want you to travel with your family." to a land that I will show you. He didn't know where he was going when he set out, but he was willing to follow the Lord. And Abraham's story, someday we should probably focus on it because it's a great story, had a lot of ups and downs. His faith grew. There were times when he did not trust the Lord, but he would continually, after he didn't trust him, he'd go back and give him another chance and trust him a little bit more, up until the point where Abraham was willing at God's requests as God at God's request to sacrifice his only son Isaac knowing that if the Lord asked him to do it and Isaac had to give produce many descendants which was a promise by the Lord that somehow the Lord would resurrect Isaac if that be necessary and and he stopped Abraham you probably know the story before he had had to commit the sacrifice but Abraham trusted God by that point so much that he was willing to even sacrifice his son because God asked him to do it. And what God was doing was trying to stretch Abraham a little bit to to increase his faith. And that's what he was trying to do. And it was really something that was effective. And he does the same thing with us. He does the same thing with us as he tries to increase our faith. He puts us through to the test sometimes, into the furnace, you know, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when we submit ourselves willingly and trust the Lord, when he puts us into these situations, our faith can grow. So here's another question. You know, yesterday we looked at the question where God said, is anything too hard for me? And we would have to say no. I mean, you know, that is the right answer. Now, today we have Abraham asking a couple of questions. Can a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Or can Sarah give birth at 90? The answer to both of those questions are yes. And, and the reason that becomes important for you and me is because we can look back. This is not a made-up story. This isn't fiction. This is real. We can look back and we get, we get an example of what the Lord can do. And if this could have happened, why couldn't he help you get a job? Why can't he help you with your relationship problem? Why can't he cure your disease or bring you peace in the midst of some sort of a chronic illness? He could. Why couldn't he help you to stop worrying? He could. He could do all these things. If a 90-year-old woman can give birth, you don't think the Lord can make it possible for your children who have left the faith to go back to church. He absolutely can. I think this is so encouraging. I want to look at the gospel now because, again, this ties into it. We need to believe. We need to believe that he can do it because otherwise we're never going to trust him. You know, we'll get into, as we go into the upcoming weeks, we'll get into the fact that he loves us unconditionally, But we have to, besides that, we talked about this yesterday on the show, we need to believe that the Lord is all-powerful too, not just all-loving. Because just because he loves us, if he's not all-powerful, he can't fix our problems. He can't handle them. but he is all-powerful. The Gospel today is Matthew chapter 8. This is just after the Sermon on the Mount, beginning in verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And then a leper approached, did him homage, and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Did you hear that? Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. In other words, Lord, I believe that you can do this. You can do it, Lord. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to King Nebuchadnezzar, our God can save us. This leper saying, "Lord, you can heal me of my leprosy," and what happened? Jesus stretched out his hand. He touched him, which is radical to touch a leper. They're unclean, according to the Mosaic law. So Jesus is is breaking some some um, long standing rules here. He's he's establishing this new covenant. Some of the, we're going to have some updated rules. I do will it. He said, "Be made clean." And his leprosy was cleansed immediately. Just like that. This is a guy who believed that the Lord can heal, could heal him. And he did. So what I'm, what I'm saying, this whole week has been designed, and we still have two more days, Saturday and Sunday. We don't have a podcast, but I still will send out the emails and we have reflections and give up worry for good. Two more days to focus on the power of God. Before we move on, To next week, which is to turn to him for help, turn to the Lord for help, we need to finish looking at reasons why we can believe in his power, why we should believe in his power. And the main reason is that because he's powerful. He can fix it. He can do whatever it is that we need. And we can't for sure always say how he's going to answer our prayers. But we need to believe if we're going to turn to him with the things that are causing us to worry and believe that he can fix those things, handle them in a way which will let us live at peace. We need to believe that he can eliminate worry from our lives. And that's only, that only happens when we focus on his power. You know, the more you, you focus on the details of your problem, the more worried you're going to become, the more stressed out you're going to become. However, the more you look at what the Lord has done, the more confidence you're going to have in his ability to handle it. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm going to run now. If you need anything, even over the weekend, just email me at, gary at following the truthcom Um Summertime is a tough time for people in ministry, so if you're able to help me out and keep my ministry going by making a donation or becoming a monthly sponsor, I could really use you. You could do that by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on Donate. And uh, donations have been down lately, and if you're able to help me out, I I really could use the help. I'm just going to depend on the Lord speaking to you. If you think it's a worthwhile thing, then please consider doing that. God bless you, thank you, and see you next time on the program.